Hey, what's up, tribe? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the TFC Audio Project Down Under. So after a little break, we're back with season two of the podcast, and we're kicking it off with an episode talking through the concept of restore to explore. We recorded this one while out at TFC Bush One, which we discussed throughout the episode, along with the importance of exploring the movement of your body in natural environments, the role of supplemental training like balance and mobility work, and the value of pushing past your perceived limitations to realize your true potential. This week's episode is brought to you by TFC Foot Exploration Kits. With a pair of wild toes, a cork mobility ball, and a handmade hacky sack, we reckon this is the ultimate toolkit to start reversing the negative impacts of modern footwear and exploring the possibilities right at your feet. We really get a kick out of seeing people support these kits because it means they're willing to try something new. The wild toes are designed to help realign your toes, the mobility ball will help strengthen your feet, and the hacky sack means you can start playing with them too. We've just added a new video to our YouTube channel that explains all of the benefits of these kits, plus it has some cool exercises you can try to get the most out of it. Follow the link in our show notes to have a watch, and you can grab your kit at tfc-shopaus.com. So you're back with James and Mac. G'day guys. Once again. For season two. Here we go. What better way to kick it off than uh, recording a podcast out in nature. Out at T- We're out at TFC Bush One at the moment. Um, and for those of you who maybe aren't aware of what that is, uh, it's basically the beginnings of our, basically a nature campus and, uh, and a, an area where we're immer- immersing in nature um, and building a campsite. Basically, it's my uncle and auntie's land and out west of Brisbane. And it's very, very deep nature right next to a creek. Um, my uncle's already got one camp set up, but we've been setting up another camp with his help. And, yeah, we've just done a couple of days of work. And the idea is that, yeah, once we've got this space ready, that members of our community can come out yeah. and enjoy it with us. That's the sort of end goal. And... Uh, it's been, I guess, six months in the making, really, since since the idea was, or maybe even longer, eight, eight, eight since to nine the idea, months, yeah. yeah, eight to nine, September last year. And things always take longer than you expect, obviously. Yeah, um, of course. But we had it, grand plans to to get it all done in a couple of weekends, and you know, <laughs> life gets in the way, and and running the business, but being able to get out here has been a really good reminder. Um, I think, especially at the moment where in Queensland where we've sort of been going through lockdowns and, and you know, the well, everywhere has been going everywhere's through lockdowns going, yeah, here and there alone. pretty much. Um, but yeah, the, I guess the original idea was us being out here and going, gee, this, this experience of immersing in nature and all the textures and all of the, the different challenges to your body and, and also just the extreme presence that you get out here when you're just observing the creek and the trees and the fire and just away from, like disconnecting from technology and reconnecting with nature and we just were so so sure that this is what people a lot of people are missing yeah. out on really and, and I think, and so are we I think um you know growing up I went camping a lot you came with me camping growing up a fair bit and yeah, we'd sort of, we'd get outdoors and we'd go to the beach for, for camping holidays over to Fraser Island or, you know, Double Island or we'd go bush camping up to national parks. But it was always, 
I guess, still quite comfortable, the yeah. places we were going. And, and where you were going also, you were surrounded by other campers. And so while you were out in nature, I think you didn't get that full disconnection from the city. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and that, I remember being a kid, like all you want to do when you're a kid is, well, not all you want to do, but there was a, still a lot of technology and I don't know, it's not, you not, went outdoors, not a lot of technology. I know what you mean, yeah. But it wasn't like a full disconnection experience um, and definitely not a full immersion experience really either. And I suppose this isn't technically full immersion. It's <laughs> As we sit got, here with a laptop open recording yeah, a podcast. Yeah, here we go talking about disconnecting. But <laughs> it is very, it's just, it's, it's as close as you're going to get while still being accessible, I think. Mm. You know, it's, an ex, it's a functional campsite where you don't have to pack everything up to come out and visit like you've got your cookware you know it's just you've got things here to to get you going pretty much all you have to do is pack an esky and maybe some bedding and out you come so yeah it's going to be a it's going to be a big process in the making but we've made a really good headway in the in the time that we have spent out here yeah i mean like to paint a bit of a picture you can check out tfc bush one on instagram but i mean we're sitting beside an A-frame uh, that has been built out of logs and uh, and trees that the neighbour didn't want, that he wanted chopped down. And so we've, yeah, I mean, well, Gus has turned them into this incredible A-frame and he got the iron that's on the roof for, for 20 bucks from the tip um, and has put it together all with wire. And we've set up a, a, a fire up the back now with a wood pile so we're stocked with wood for the next mm. time we come out um yeah it, it definitely is starting to feel more like more like home which yeah. is which is exciting very very and then yeah each time we come out the momentum keeps building and yeah so it's it's very exciting so yeah follow along at tfc.bush1 i believe it is on instagram um you can check out all the pictures and everything and we'll be posting all the progress on there um but yeah the 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 title of the episode we're going with is Restore to Explore. And this is actually, I guess, the, the title we went with of a video we did recently because we were out here and just talking about how we have a, a, lot of pro- a lot of our products and our ethos, I suppose, is about restoring natural foot function and restoring dynamic balance and um, restoring strength and mobility to the body. Um, in large part because, obviously, that helps people get out of pain it's a it's a really important way to help someone get out of pain as opposed to you know just massaging an area or just having pain medication or surgeries or whatever you do need to do some work to restore natural function um but i guess it's the why behind that restoration what why are you restoring you want to restore so that you can explore not only you can so that you can explore the potential of your body and also so that you can actually go and explore nature with confidence. And I mean, that's the whole purpose of a human body really is to be able to move through a natural environment and adapt to the different challenges that come up in a natural environment. And I think because of our culture, obviously we're very disconnected from nature, then we've sort of lost that ability. Or most, a lot of people have lost that ability simply through lack of exposure. And... And not necessarily, I, I think a lot of people still have the ability, but maybe not the confidence mm. to do mm. it. Um, and yeah. I mean, they go hand in hand. Um, yeah. 
well, they have the capacity, especially with a bit of, bit of extra training. And so a lot of people might see, you know, some beam training and be like, oh, well, so what? You can What's balance on a beam. Yeah. Um, but then you say you go out rock hopping or you need to traverse like a, a fallen tree or something like that, then you really experience, oh, like, oh, this is why that beam training is so helpful because my foot, for one, can tolerate the load of landing on this rock. Um, and my whole body is integrated so that I'm not at risk of falling because the thing about nature is it's risky. <laughs> like if you mess and it's up, unpredictable. it's hard, it's, it's unforgivable. It's mm. unpredictable and unforgivable. Oh, not unforgivable. Unforgiving. Un- unforgiving, yes. Yeah. Um, because if you fall off a rock... It's going to hurt. And, <laughs> and you hit a rock, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt. Yeah. Um, so you really want to be... I guess that's where the presence comes in as well because when you're traversing this environment navigating this environment then full presence is really needed in order to avoid hurting yourself and you know i think that's that's something that's really key to why people need to get out and experience yeah that that risk because if you are playing on your beam at home in the living room staring at a brick wall trying to focus it's very easy for that presence and that and that time that you're in the moment to waver and yeah and you fall off yeah and so yeah like you said having that element of I'm, i could hurt myself if i fall off this makes you stay on and and i guess improves your your skill level it quickly. improves yeah it improves your skill and it makes you a lot more present and i think the the beam like all those products that we have like the beam you know if we talk about the beam first then it does give you that immediate feedback if you've lost your presence if you've lost your focus in that moment because yeah you your body loses its balance and you step down but you don't fall off anything and hurt yourself you literally just step down off the beam so it's a good way to like we say restore that dynamic balance and restore that confidence and then say with the foot foot restoration kit um you're obviously using the cork mobility ball to restore load tolerance through the feet and that that does help mobilize the joints and and make the muscles more supple but then you really experience the importance of that when you yeah land on a, a, a rock that's about the size of a mobility ball. You need to tolerate your whole body weight going through your foot. And I, d- I always do this uh, bit of a party tricky kind of thing at workshops where I put my whole body weight through the arch of my foot onto a ball. Like I balance on the cork mobility ball on one foot. And people go, ah, oh, because they've, yeah. they've just felt how intense the massage of the foot feels. But to me, it feels like nothing because obviously I've done a lot of the foot rolling and also because I just spend a lot of time or a good amount, of, not a huge amount of time, but a decent amount of time being barefoot in nature. And that's how you get that, that deep pressure that the foot really thrives on. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's using, it's understanding the context of how, how those should be used, I think, because it's one thing to just get out of pain and obviously that's what most i think most people are focused on because that's pain is a call for change it's a driver for change and if you're in pain and you find this way to get out of it uh, through restoring natural mobility and strength and so on then great that's awesome but then what do you do from then to actually make your life better with the new movement that you've unlocked and i guess that you know, brings us back to the reason we are building all of this is to give people a pathway to experience that. Because once you've experienced it, mm. 
the, the light bulb flicks on and yeah and you're like okay it all makes sense now exactly you know? yeah and and the problem is i guess is that people just don't have access to places like this freely mm, not not where you can actually go and stay and and immerse, immerse for a while fully, like the, yeah. it's i think we're very lucky in australia that you've got a lot of national parks and mm. you know you've got the gold coast hinterland sunny coast hinterland a lot of places even like mount glorious where we've been spending a bit of time recently mm. um you can find these creeks and rocks and trees to climb and and all of these things and it but it, it yeah you can only go and visit for a while rather than the full immersion experience is, I think, a yeah, it's whole, another a whole layer. Level. It is, it is a whole other layer to it because yeah. there are so many things, especially even in the process of building. Mm. You know that that in itself exposes your body to all of these. You know, just in the last twenty four hours, we've yeah. been digging, raking, chopping. Yeah, all of these different movement patterns that aren't necessarily natural movement patterns, and they aren't necessarily to do with feet and balance, but they all. They all combine to make for a really good quote unquote workout, but you're actually getting stuff done mm. and you feel really, really, well, extra good afterwards because you've worked your body and you've got a, something to show for it. You've, we've got a little Hackmanton court in the making here just after all that digging and raking and we've got a firewood store and yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. Even the work kind of feels like play and it's, and it's, literally functional <laughs> exactly i mean that's what we were sort of saying is just how when you're out here that is that is the play it yeah. is, is building and, and creatively working out well solving yeah. problems but using your body to achieve that exactly and that that is the the very interesting thing it's the work becomes creative work and therefore what's the distinction between that and play you know this is the thing, like we always talk about having a good balance of work and play and you, you can't just work all the time, uh, but you also can't just play all the time. But if you can find a way to fuse them and make your work feel like play and make your play feel like work to a degree, as in like you're, you're getting, um, you know, you're achieving something, then it's a really, I think that's really the key to, to balance, mm. to balancing it. And obviously just sometimes you just got to, do the grind and get stuff done that you don't necessarily feel like doing and likewise sometimes you got to just fully relax into a, a non-task based play activity but you can get that blend in it and it feels really good yeah and i mean we it's something we were only saying this morning as well is that not having that full access to to the internet and not having your phones on your 24 7 it is incredible how much more work oh, yeah. you can get done yeah, I mean, it's about, oh, it's just gone midday here and we've had a full morning of, we had a, like a big clearing out session around the fire, chopped a heap of wood, ready for our wood store, um, went, uh, cleaned out a, a hillbilly, which is kind of like a, I don't know how to explain it really, but a big drum basically that that sits in the fire and gives you hot water on tap. Um, and then we went for a big rock hop. It's just all these things you get done when you're not, I feel like it's very easy in the city to yeah get your head in your phone or your computer and suddenly you've lost an hour or two and you're not really sure where it went. Some <laughs> yeah. of it went to like admin work maybe and some of it went to YouTube or Instagram or whatever. Mm. But yeah, it's like time goes for longer out here when you're actually, when you're disconnected from all of that. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, I think um, I think another beautiful part about being out here, and again, we we have to get him on an episode so that you can all meet the enigma that is Gus. Gus. But um, you know, he's in his late sixties and has had quite an incredible life. Not even quite. He has had an incredible life and has done some amazing things and has picked up all of these skills. And I, I guess what we were talking about while we were out here is, is how fortunate we are that we're able to, to learn those skills off him. Mm. And, you know, it is times when you're sitting around a campfire away from your phones, when everyone's disconnected, that storytelling happens and mm. you get to soak in all of these, these stories and, and all of this wisdom from a man who's lived and uh, has has all of these skills and all of these experiences and is ready to pass them on. Um, and I think, you know, I think that is another beautiful part about just just getting away from all of that mm. is the human connection um, that it, that it forces and builds. Absolutely, yeah. Rather than all gathering around and watching the TV, you gather around and watch the fire, nature's TV, mm. and have chats and listen to stories. And that was the that's like the original way that knowledge was passed on knowledge and wisdom um and history was obviously told through stories and and yeah you're right just the learning of skills or the passing on of skills from someone who's had a lifetime of building all these skills um that are not extinct but there's just nowhere near as many people with those skills sort of like bushman bushy skills where Mm. it's just like Learning how to live, more it, more so living off the land, or or it, just being a bit more self sufficient. I think it's um it's something that shocks me, and I was quite conscious of it over the last twenty four hours while we were doing things. Is um you know just how little I do know, mm-hmm. just just based on exposure of how to do it, the smallest of things out here. But yeah, just how to be self sufficient. Yeah. Um, and that's no fault of my own. I, I, again, you know, I, I did a, quite a bit as a kid outdoors, but just just being handy um, yeah. and and knowing the most efficient, quickest, and safest way to achieve an outcome is is something that yeah is just so undervalued because mm. we're in a society where it's just it's so much easier to pay someone else to do it yeah. and to to get someone in to fix this or to fix that. Um, and this specialization society where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I'm just going to do my thing, which is, you know, feet or something. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll pay everyone, anyone else to do the rest. But it's like the jack of all trades concept is kind of lacking and yeah. it's dying. And, uh, and we kind of want to bring it back because yeah. it is when you think about the just the amazing variety of skills the human body has the capacity to learn then it's almost a shame to not explore that. And this is what we're getting at with Restore to Explore. Not only exploring nature, but exploring the potential that your body has. But but you do need a baseline level of mobility, strength, balance, coordination in order to explore those skills confidently. Otherwise, you're sort of... It's just it's pushing a big rock uphill, basically. Mm. Because you're not only trying to learn the skill, which might be hard or it might be easy, but 
you're then trying to come up against restrictions in your body that make it all a lot harder. So if you just have, if you build that sort of foundation of natural capacity, functional capacity, then learning skills is really fun and easy and you're not coming up, or you're not like, oh, I was learning how to swing an axe and then my shoulder started hurting or my elbow started hurting and you're not coming up against all these niggles and aches and pains that's, mm. you know, like, for instance, we were digging today, so using a crowbar and I just started to feel this slight little sh- nervy shock in my left arm and I felt it before once when I was rowing but it's like, it, it that tells me, it was nothing, nothing really, but that tells me, oh, there's probably a little bit of a gap in some kind of strength or mobility or some kind of functional issue, or I'm just not used to digging, obviously. Um, but that means there's certain things that I can do exercise-wise or supplement-wise to improve my capacity in that area. Um, or there's some way that I can improve my technique in how I'm digging so that I don't come into that issue. But it, it's using those signals from your body the as feedback, feedback yeah. and then going, well, I want to be able to dig or I want to be able to do X, Y, Z, whatever skill it is. Let's not let my body hold me back from doing that skill. Let's figure out what I need to restore, what what area of function I need to restore. Um, do that and then keep doing the skill and refine your skill with the tech, refine your technique with that skill at the same time. And I think, you know, I think that needs to be coupled with a real you know for some people quite a mindset shift as well mm. because like you say we're in a culture of specialization and a, from from primary school from high school we're sort of pushed towards finding our career niche and, mm. and working out what we want to be and what our our dream job is and and sort of push down that funnel and it, it does block out a lot of other things and so when people get to to later stages in life and you know, a, a simple example is, you know, I've, I've sort of told myself for ages that oh, I can't do maths. You yeah. know, I'm just not a maths person. I can't do maths because I could have probably done maths when I was at the stage where I could, could have learned it quite well, but decided to go with the easy option and, and didn't go down the mathematical pathway. Mm. And now I've built up this idea that I'm not a maths person, but really that's just a mindset that a story that I've told myself that's built up that's yeah. and built up and built up. And, and really, I've got the potential and the capacity to be a mass person. I've just told myself this story. And I guess it comes, it's, it's the same with people saying that I'm not a builder or right, yeah, you know, I'm not an outdoorsy person or oh, I'm, I'm not good at balance. My balance is not good or any, anything, any anything. story. And we do have a whole podcast on this about the power of story. But the stories we tell ourselves can be either very empowering or very disempowering um very sort of restrictive because yeah if you go oh i couldn't i couldn't learn how to do that then already you've blocked yourself from doing it whereas if you obviously one have that foundation of capacity um and two have an open mind and have confidence that you can learn skills because that's exactly what our brain is designed to do is to learn and adapt to new challenges and new skills then all of a sudden anything is possible <laughs> yeah and anything someone else can do obviously there's there's nuance here but pretty much any skill that someone else can do they can teach and you can learn <laughs> mm. and that's the beauty of i mean the beauty the big part of the beauty of the internet is that you can pretty much learn how to do any skill from the internet mm. um but even more special if you can find someone 
like Gus, who's got all of these skills that you can just pass on in person. Yeah, and I think that is that is key, really. We were talking about this yeah, just yesterday or this morning, how important it is for us to to hold on tight to that wisdom um, from people who, who have it and, and who want to share it. Yeah. You know, um, because there are a lot of older people out there with so much that we can learn mm. from. And sadly, when they die, so does their knowledge and so, Unless so do their skills. Unless they pass it on, yeah. Yeah. Unless they've passed it on, that their, their lifetime of knowledge and skills that they've accumulated over years and years and years from all these different, all these different people mm-hmm. in their life could die unless they have the capacity to pass that on. So and we do sadly see more and more a disconnection between the young and the old, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's, that's really crucial. Yeah. And it's, again, it's finding that balance. Like, I think maybe a, a big, like if you think of the classic old person, <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah. to use that term, but like an older person who, you know, squints at their phone, doesn't really know what's going on with their phone, always needs help with this and that. And a young person might be like, oh, like it's so easy. Like you just do this, this and this. Mm. And maybe even get a bit frustrated. Like if you're having to help your mom or your grandma out or something like that. Not frustrated, but like, like, oh, why can't they figure it out? But then for us, like for instance, us trying to figure stuff out here, Gus is like, oh, come on, like just do this. I mean, he's very patient with us, obviously, but yeah. he's like, no, you just do this, this, and this. And for us, we're like floundering, like we don't really yeah. know. But then once we've been shown, it's like, oh, okay, cool. So yeah, finding like obviously, yeah, having more of that sharing concept of yes, we can teach or help older people with technology-based stuff. This is fully generalization, yeah, by the way, of course. But, but then really being open to the fact that they have a lot to teach us as well. And they've got a lot of worldly skills or a lot of, a lot of older people have a lot of worldly skills that just aren't really being learned, you know, how to sew for instance. Yeah, unvalued is enough. Yeah. And again, it comes back to the fact that we can just pay other people to do a And the convenience economy of, like, oh, I'll just buy a new one. It's like, well, or you could fix it if you knew how to sew or if you knew how to do, you know, a little bit of your own plumbing or a little bit of your own whatever mm. rather than just going ah oh, just buy a new one and one it's more economical but it's yeah it's so much more empowering and and you you want to be you want to be a little self-sufficient <laughs> yeah definitely it's satisfying yeah yeah it's, it's satisfying it's yeah. really rewarding to 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 get to the end of that that process i mean it's, it's as simple as, as making your own bread yeah you know it's it's something that We've really been getting quite deep on at home, cooking sourdough bread. We've, yeah, we've got a proper starter, and we've been Good going flour. through this process. And we, I, I did a story for for my other business. Um, it was with a, a milling company down in the middle of New South Wales. And as I was leaving this this whole grain mill that produces this beautiful, sustainable flour. Um, I said, oh, Craig, do you know where I could get some? And Craig, who's the owner of Whole Grain Milling, said, oh, here, just have a bag. Expecting to get a kilo, but drove away with 25 kilos. And when we got that back home, we were like, far out. How are we going to get through all of this flour? And we bagged it all up thinking that we'd be giving it away. And then after we made our first loaf of sourdough, we were like, oh, we might hold on to that. (laughs) Might hang on to that flour. (laughs) And uh, what, four or five weeks later, we've 
pretty much got through the whole 25 kilos. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. We did give some away. But, fair, fair. <laughs> but, yeah, that that concept, because at first, sourdough, making your own sourdough can feel a little bit daunting because it's like a two-day process. You've got this, this, and that to do. But if you, once you know how to do it, and once you've had a crack, I mean, our first one was impressively good. So, yeah, that helps. But n- yeah. it doesn't always end up good the first time you try something. But if you just have a crack, you do trial and error, and then you've got this skill of, oh, well, now we can make our own sourdough bread that we know exactly what's gone in it. We know it tastes better, partly because we can use the best flour and partly because I think we've just made it ourselves and it just tastes better when you make stuff yourself. Yeah. And now we've got this skill that we can also pass on to another person, like Tom, Tom Williams, who's been on the potty before, who lives next door. We had to cook bread in his oven once because uh, <laughs> ours was broken. And... He was like, well, that's the best bread I've ever had. And uh, cause it, partly because it was a very fresh out of the oven loaf. So that's real nice. He's a nice bloke. And too, he's a nice so bloke. Come on, but no, he's being serious. <laughs> and uh, he, I was like, oh, you should learn. And he's like, yeah, well, teach me. And then so. I, I, and I think that comes down to, you know, while we're a culture, we've spoken about it, a culture of convenience and a coach, culture of comfort. I think we're also a big culture of immediacy. Yeah. And we want everything now. And. If we look at the finished product and we look at it as the finished product, I think we get frightened by the process that it can take to get there ourselves. Mm. And because we want it now, the grind getting there can scare us away. And that's, you know, that goes for exercising and, and building up, mm. you know, restoring. Yeah. That restoration process can be daunting it's because daunting. you look at that end product and you're like, how am I going to get there? I just want it now. Give mm. me that pill that, that makes it all better. Yeah. Whereas the joy can be in the process and you know, I'm not the first one to say that, but it, it really, if you, and I think that's another beautiful thing about being out here and, and building is while we have this vision of the grand plan of what it could look mm. like and the end product, which is an amazing vision. It's a beautiful vision. <laughs> I can see it. There's birds flying and <laughs> butterflies and, and, there's and rainbows and unicorns. And, yeah. <laughs> but um, the little steps all the way along we, we've only achieved a few little things, really, when you look at it yeah. over the last 24 hours. But, God, they've been satisfying. Just we, We've set up a, a table with an old door <laughs> on some stumps. Uh, and, and a little shelf. And a little shelf top. hanging from some wire underneath the A-frame. And it was super easy. But now we've got a kitchen. Yeah. And it's a little baby step, and it'll be refined. And like everything, it'll be continue to be refined. But the joy is in that process. Yeah, definitely. And it, and part of it is having having the vision, like, oh, I really want to be able to just go out and do a rock hop or whatever it is for you. I want to be able to play my sport. I want to be able to do whatever. Um, having the vision is really important and then breaking it down into the steps of, for us, it was like, well, we need a kitchen. We need a, a bathroom. Okay, we'll dig a hole. You know, <laughs> we'll, We need X, Y, Z. And then you... You have that vision, but then you enjoy the process of the steps. So I want to go and do a rock hop. I need to restore the mobility in my feet. I need to restore my mm-hmm. toe splay so that I've got the balance. I need to restore the load tolerance in my knees because there's a lot of knee loading when you go and rock hopping. Um, and yeah, just your overall dynamic balance. Okay, what do I need to do that? This, this, and this. And it's like, yes, it's a big concept or a big vision, but you can really enjoy those steps. And it's a lot easier when you actually have you know what the steps are and involved and then you creatively explore those steps and you don't race through them as well yeah. because 
back to the you know back to the sourdough analogy if if you race through that process <laughs> the dough won't rise and yeah. you'll have flat bread and it won't taste any good yeah you've got to let well, flatbreads are still pretty nice, but, yeah, but still, it's, it's, it's not, no, you don't want flat sourdough. It's not our sourdough. It's a different, <laughs> it's a different thing. <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, it won't, it won't have the same result and mm. the vision won't be, the end result won't be what the vision was initially. Yeah. Uh, all for a bit of, you know, it's, it's, again, you know, something you said yesterday was the fact that it's important not to race, race through this and, and, mm. and that was talking more about the business as a whole and, and the foot collective Australia as a whole. And what we're trying to do is we can go gung ho and, and grind do a million things, 16 hour days and build business and so on. But it's like, but if you don't enjoy that yeah. process and you haven't been present enough to experience it and, and live it, then what are you doing? Mm. You might get to the point where you've, you know, you've gr- grinded, ground for 16 uh, six for a year of 16 hour days and you've built your business and then you might get hit by a car or something you know you got you got to enjoy your life along the way or you might fall out of love with it yeah because you haven't enjoyed yes very true yeah you know and that that can be a catalyst and and i think maybe that's a little bit of what happened in my last job is you're chasing this this end goal this end vision and you're grinding yourself Work, work 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 with the end goal just out of reach and you're just trying to get that that last you know that get next over that last hurdle or that next something yeah and then they don't really satisfy you that much when you do get to that next stage because you're you're slowly being ground you know your your love for it is being ground down mm. yeah and that's I think that's where the big the big concept of presence comes in and I would like to Add, I think we sort of touched on it before, but presence and focus pretty much, especially presence, is our natural state. If you do go for a bear, especially a barefoot walk or hike or creek hop, then like we, like we said, like, well, just if you're spending time in nature and especially evolutionarily, if you weren't present, then the chances of hurting yourself by messing something up movement-wise um, or just being attacked by something and you, you weren't present enough to notice um, is very high. So presence is a survival advantage. Um, and like we said, when you're out in nature, especially if you're moving through nature, you especially barefoot, you do really need to be present. And it, it sort of forces that and it is our natural state. And a big part of the reason why meditation, I think, is so good for us or, you know, all this science behind why meditation is, or just the science behind the fact that it is really good for us is because it is returning us to our natural state. (laughs) And all really you're trying to do when you're meditating is to block out (laughs) everything else. You know, if you're meditating at home, you're trying to, trying to just, I guess, come to a place where you're you're not taking in all of these other external factors and you're, you're yeah in you're that a, moment you're attuned to what your experience is in that yeah, moment without yeah. without any other uh input really mm. or just really focusing on how that input feels or what things sound like what your breath feels like what you know you can focus on anything really yeah but where i was going with that is that yes you might like some supplements like exercise, like exercise supplements can be really important, like rolling your feet out or, you know, doing different squat variations to improve your knee and hip 
hip function. Um, and they, I guess, they can, like some of them can be kind of boring. You could view them as boring. Um, say doing step-ups where you're just doing a tiny little movement with your knee and standing back up. And it almost seems insignificant and, and, and boring because you're just repping out this amount of this knee load. But if you really focus in on what sensations are going on in your knee and what your foot and ankle are doing to keep you balanced and you really tune into what you're experiencing in that moment, it can be ve- like it's ca- it can be quite enjoyable and quite satis- satisfying. And then over time, you start to feel like, oh, that feels a lot easier now. Like, oh, I mean, because you are in tune with what's going on. Oh, that step up is feeling easy. I could add some weight to that. I could add some load, or I could go further down. I could go deeper, and it that become that in itself becomes play, similar to what we were saying with the with the build. Is like yes, it's work, but it's creatively exploring what we're doing with an open mind. And if you are really in tune with what you're doing with your body, then you do start to explore stuff. You're not just mindlessly repeating the same exercise for this because you've been told that you should. But you, if you understand why you're doing that exercise, what purpose that's going to um, fulfill in the future, then and and how to self-regulate, then it's quite it's very enjoyable to do exercise and work. And then you get to experience the fruits when you play. Yeah. And I guess what is, yeah, I, I, we said it before, but what, what is the point of going through that whole process if you don't get to if you taste don't get the to fruits? Explore. Like if yeah. you don't actually get to bounce from rock to rock in a running creek mm. and look at and feel what's going on underneath your feet, your ankles, mm. your knees, and actually go, wait a second, yeah, <laughs> those squats I was doing at home or, you know, those Cossacks or wh- whatever sort of movement you, you train in, that's that's the feeling that you, you're looking for at the end of the road. Yeah, you want to experience it in the flesh, in the real deal, because all of the supplements in the world, even though they can be very helpful and, ve- and they can be necessary for a lot of people, all of that supplement stuff to restore is never going to replace the real deal of the exploring and it is no wonder that people don't end up getting back to that natural state Mm. or or, or there are so many people who aren't in that natural state in terms of mobility and function because they haven't necessarily had the exposure to the nature that's driven that thirst to to get there yeah yes yeah yeah exactly they don't have enough inspiration it's sort of just and this is why so many rehab plans fail and, and so many yeah, workout exactly. regimes are unsustainable because there isn't that sort of deeper inspiration and motivation. It's just like, oh, I know I need to lose weight. Oh, I really want to get out of this pain. And so, okay, the physio said to do these exercises or my PT said to work out three times a week and it becomes that chore um, and you don't really see a vision for what you want to do. Whereas if you get out in nature and you're like, oh yeah, I need to be able to step over things and balance on things, and I want my feet to not feel painful when I step on a rock, then it's like, oh yeah, sweet, I can't wait to do my supplements. So that, and then when I then, then you next go out there again, and it's like, oh that feels better. I feel more confident, more stable, more. And soon that it, pendulum starts to swing where you're having to do less of the work exactly because the play you're exploring it all once you're exploring regularly you don't need a restore anymore no 
<laughs> this is the thing. You're not in restoring. You're not in restoration mode for forever. Yeah. I mean, there's always things you could work on and and improve, but it's you can go from mostly restore and a little bit of explore to mostly explore and a little bit of restore. <laughs> yeah. I hope and that all just depends on the amount of time that you're able. Yeah. To spend <laughs> outdoors. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And there's so many other like we've talked about. There's so many other benefits to being out in nature than just the physical your feet are getting mobilized and your balance you know it, it just literally i mean there's a lot of research behind the concept of forest bathing and and just being in nature again i think because it's res, it's returning us to what our body ex, what our brains and bodies expect to be in the environment that they expect to be in um but you know really good for our stress stress levels um really good for all, all different kinds of things to do with our health inflammatory markers and that yeah it's just and like we said it's that reconnection with other humans and reconnection yeah. and with it's nature. how it's how you connect with the nature as well yeah you know and i think we're, we're preaching it to the converted i'm sure in terms of it, everyone understands it's great to be out in nature yeah don't get us wrong like it's we're not people know this yeah, yeah we're not we're, we're not, not revolutionary <laughs> yeah um it's yeah it's not rocket science but i think it's how you expose yourself to that nature mm. that that can be the key to a developing that that inspiration or you know that thirst for more but then just having that that proper deeper experience mm. is mm. removing the comfort elements yeah from that experience yeah uh, there's one thing to go hiking up mount coolum in your active wear and your yeah. sold nike shoes and take a selfie at the top and feel like you've been out in nature in, in inverted commas but <laughs> sorry it's another <laughs> yeah i mean and, and yeah. not having a go but you know there is a big difference between that and driving an hour and a half away from the city into the bush where you don't have a phone reception and kicking your shoes off yeah. and not having a shower for a day you know and, yeah. and bathing in a creek instead um and cooking your food over a fire rather than yeah. over gas you yeah. know over a campfire and yeah and it, it is all a spectrum yeah. like you said it's it's not like we're trying to devalue the Mount not at all. example but it's finding as many different ways as you can to expose yourself to nature like for us often during the week we only get a walk along the river barefoot and we get down to the park for Hackmanton in the afternoon um, and maybe a little bit of a little bit of outdoor training in between or a run or something like that. And, and that's, that's the extent of our nature exposure, but it's better than nothing. Mm. Um, it's uh, certainly more than probably what a lot of people get. Um, but it's our way of prioritizing. Okay. We need to spend time at least earthing our feet to the, uh, like grounding our feet to the earth, um, getting breathing fresh air, getting some sunlight, you know, these little things. And then it does help us keep in very good shape for then coming out here. Like we don't struggle out here, even though we're only spending once every two to four weeks coming out, mm. we go really well out here generally. Yeah. Um, and again, it's like anything, it's, it's about building up that, that load or that tolerance to how remote an experience it can be. Yeah. You know, it can be a shock to have to, take a dump in a hole <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah you know yeah. There, there are certain creature comforts that i understand people need and, and want but 
Sometimes it is like anything, just good to push the push the limits. Push the yeah, explore the limits. What you know, if you find yourself telling yourself a story of oh no, I couldn't do that, explore it. Could could you do maybe one part of that or a tiny you know a tiny bit of it or could you just let go of that story altogether and just go for it? You know, it's it's all very individual and it's up to it's up to you out there to decide what level you want to go to. But at least, yeah, at least restoring natural function and then really prioritizing getting some exploration in to to make it all worth it, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that about sums it up. Probably a good way to end it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed listen like listening to us out here and yeah, you I can hear how, the birds and the I wonder if the, the birds and the creek and, will come through. Yeah. We'll find out. There yeah. is there has been one tree that all weekend has been making this really funny creaking sound. <laughs> At first we thought it was a bird. It was like yee <laughs> <laughs> This dead tree that's creaking in the wind. It hasn't been really going this no. morning, but yesterday it was really humming away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll try and record a few more out here so that, um, and we'll introduce you to Gus very soon. Yeah, we'll get him on a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, you know, with this, this season as well, it'd be great to bring you guys a few, a a few more perspectives and and voices from, from a more natural way of living. Mm. Um, yeah, it'd, it'd be great to sort of be able to introduce you to some people who, who have their own skill sets, not just in terms of movement, but I think, yeah, yeah, in terms of. Uh, getting wild yeah I reckon and that, that's that's really what we're trying to do with TFC like I mean we talked about in the last episode about shifting culture but it is it's shifting the culture to make it more normal to return to nature you know like we want to return the body and the mind to its more to, to a more natural state um, and our products are great supplements to help do that but we really want to encourage people to to get out and, and explore the explore nature and explore their limits as much as possible. Um, that's the whole the whole mission really. So thanks for coming along with it. We'll talk to you soon guys. See Cheers. ya.